HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by Whole Foods Market, a dynamic leader in the quality food business, a mission-driven company that aims to set the standards of excellence for food retailers. For more information, visit WholeFoodsMarket.com. I'm Greg Blaze, host of Cutting the Curd. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit HeritageRadioNetwork.org for thousands more. We talk about food. About music with musical dudes, finger on the pulse, snacky tunes.
Oh my. Hello and welcome to Snacky Tunes. Annie Hart bringing us in. Coming up later in the show of famed Avoir Simone and working on her second baby project, which we're pretty pumped about. Uh, I'm one half of your host, Darren Bresnitz. Shout out to Greg Bresnitz. Joining us in the hot seat is Carter Adams. Hello. Beard's looking good. Thank you. Yeah. Strong beard look. Yeah, it's a, that super spring beard. Yeah. It's, oh. that, it's that beard you want when it's like 80 degrees outside. <laughs> Which is basically today. Today. Thank God summer's finally here. It's my Coachella uh, beard. Oh, my God. Haven't watched it since uh, Florence broke her foot. Topical <laughs> joke. Topical joke. Um, super pumped. Summer's back, which means we're all looking at barbecue, grilling, and who better to get us in the mood for the barbecue season is Joe Carroll, Fet Sal, Saint Assam, Spine Dival, James Beard, Nodded, Samia, <laughs> and right. Nick Falchold. Got it? Boom. Got it. Phonetics. Uh, Welcome to the show, boys. Welcome back. Um, I can imagine. I can only imagine what the lines are like at Fetzal today. It's Bom- busy. Yeah, oh. busy. I assume you assume <laughs> it is busy. I, I was so. over there earlier. Um, the the garden at Sputin Dival is very nice today. Oh that's, yeah, uh, that's great. We lost that's my our favorite fig tree this this winter. Oh, you did? Yeah, I pour mean, one out. Super bummed. What happened? Just too cold? You know, it got pretty banged up last winter. Oh, After yeah. last winter, we lost maybe a third of it. Wow. And um, it just, I, we were worried about it after this winter. And um, a couple of weeks ago, I saw it in the entire trunk all the way up split. I th- it must have frozen on the, uh, who knows? I don't know. It got, it's a shame, though. It's old. It's old fig tree. Yeah. We still got a cherry tree back there and tons you, of grapevines. You take that fig tree out behind the woodshed? Yeah. Give it all yellow right. send-off? No, we're, I'm going to cut it down and I'm going I'm to use it in the smoker, actually, at that fat Oh. Yeah. Waste not want not. That's right. Um, so you guys are on here talking about your new, your first cookbook and new cookbook, right. one and the same, Feeding the Fire, 20 different methods of grilling, barbecuing, all things like that. Lessons. Lessons. Okay. Lessons learned. I like the uh, press release. It's like, he's not from the South. He's not some great descendant of barbecue. <laughs> right. like, it's true. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, so why this book? Why write this? I had to write something. Okay. Well, thanks for coming. I uh, really appreciate it. Uh, um, oh, great. Uh, no, uh, I mean... I mean, look, it, yeah, dogs, right? it was a matter of, um, you know, highlighting what we were doing at both Feta Sao and San Anselm, and yeah. that's slow-cooking meat and fast-cooking meat, you know, barbecuing and grilling. And it's funny, they're kind of on the opposite ends of the spectrum as far as cooking methods go, but they're weirdly linked um, in right. that, well, first of all, they're, they're meat-driven things, but... They're really like they're summertime things. They're outdoor things. They're things that you do for large groups of people, and, uh, and I think it's why like the word barbecue gets corroborated into like you know corrupted into like you know meaning grilling too. Yeah, yeah. So, what would you say is the method for beginners? What is if you're going to ease into this? What is something where people where you go like if you want grilled meat, you want some of that smoky flavor? This is where you start. Well, when it comes to grilling, start look. Start with fattier cuts. Start oh, okay. with more, more forgiving cuts. When it comes to barbecue, stay away from beef until you kind of hone your skills a bit. Really? And yeah, why is that? Beef is tough, man. Beef is, is a difficult um, animal to barbecue in general. It's, it's harder to get any kind of smoke into the meat, and it's harder to – it takes longer to break down all of the connective tissue, all the collagen that's in the meat, and – it, when it comes to things like brisket in particular, yeah. you know, brisket, you have the 
couple of things going against you. One, that it's beef. And the other, it's a weirdly shaped piece of meat. It's not even in any way. Right. Really thin, lean end, really thick, fatty end. So kind of dealing with that stuff can be a pain. It, it's difficult to, to nail it, to really get it to come out right. Um, and, you know, learning how far you have to go with cooking something before the collagen is really broken down, all that connective tissue is really broken down, is way past when the meat is done. So there's also this sort of discipline that you have to learn, especially when it comes to beef, because it, it takes that much longer. And that line, that window between undercooked and overcooked is, right. is a lot small. tighter with yeah. beef. Small? Yeah, with beef in particular. Pork's, pork shoulder is a good place to start. Yeah, pork is really oh, yeah. much more pork, forgiving. Pork shoulder is forgiving yeah. as nothing else. And delicious. So delicious. Lamb, uh, lamb's a good place to start. So, you know, being in New York, and some people are lucky enough to have a grill outside, but I know that you have some methods for cooking with fire inside. A few things. It's uh, Look, I'm not going to... You know, try to pull the wool over anyone's eye. It's 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 not the same thing. It's not no. it's not doing it outdoors and and barbecuing in particular indoors is is definitely a you know the shades away from what it really is if you have the ability to do it outside. But there's of course there's there's ways of pulling it off. There's ways of setting up um, kind of an indoor smoker, um, you know, on your stovetop or in your oven. And uh, there's there's also you know fuel to use that aren't necessarily logs obviously Um, and I don't mean just wood chips you know using tea for example like tea smoked duck is is a wonderful thing again living in New York you know lots of lots of New Yorkers are familiar with it Um, and that's look you know it's not exactly barbecue but it's definitely smoking meat you know ducks about the the biggest thing I would smoke inside yeah exactly yeah you want to stay I mean you want to stay small you don't have the you know indoors it's you know to pull a brisket off indoors with really smoking it is (laughs) I mean that's that's 12 16 hours yeah man plus the time right yeah if you're if you're lucky enough to have a fireplace though And I, I am one of those people lucky enough to have a fireplace at home. I use that all the time for grilling. Really? Yeah, grilling inside. Constantly. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, that's badass too. If you get a, like a, what's called a Tuscan grill, right? That's what you use in, indoors. Yeah, it's just an iron grate. Right. It's really simple. It's like a ten dollar little cast iron thing. You make a fire, wait till it gets down to some coals, and throw that over it, and you have an amazing hot grill. What's your favorite yeah. grilling accessory that you've stumbled across when working on this book? Uh, for me, I mean, outside of great tongs, really great tongs, yeah. um, I love grill baskets of all different sorts because it allows you to, to do a lot of items that, that grill really well, but that aren't e- the easiest thing to do on just a you know plain naked grill. Such as? All different vegetables, gotcha. fish, seafood, small seafood, like, you know. It's like having a skillet. Yeah, you can cook gotcha. anything in a skillet. You, a grill basket does the same thing on the grill. It's great. You introduced me to that. Yeah, I'm they're really. Both, bo- both styles, too. The ones, as Nick mentioned, that, that are more like a you know, skillet-shaped, and then other ones that kind of close down, clamp down, and you can do a lot of you know, various seafood in all at once. And they kind of lock in there so they're not going to mm-hmm. shift around and move around. You flip them easily. There's a great recipe yeah. in the book. It's just a, a bunch of seafood, <laughs> herbs, lemons, bunch of other stuff right. and you just toss it on in the grill basket and it's like a five minute ten minute thing it's easy it probably takes longer to build the fire than to cook it yeah. exactly right how much time should you give to build a proper fire i mean i guess there's a lot of variables there but yeah. um you got like a half hour start from when you light the coals to when you're ready yeah. to start grilling absolutely okay. especially if you're dealing with charcoal in particular yeah um so in researching this book what was the most unique crazy, never thought of, never heard of grilling barbecue method that just blew your mind. Jeez, I don't know. 
No know, pressure. I, I don't. This stuff's pretty straightforward. Yeah. And, and what did we see on the road? Did we see anything weird? It's no. a lot of shitty stuff. Yeah. Really? Course, All right. We can yeah, talk about that. What were absolutely. some of the shitty things? Those are always fun. People using scrap lumber and plywood and stuff full of right. chemicals. No, come up. Yeah. Oh. Absolutely. All over the country. Yeah. Yeah. Cheap. Just, cheap. Just cheap, like chemically treated plywood. Yeah. I mean, just any kind of scrap wood they could get their hands on. You know. Did, I mean, would you Would you eat that meat? We did. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, you know, body, would I eat it, body is a temple. Would okay. I eat it frequently? No, but like, right. you know, we're on the road and yeah. Um, I, you know, unfortunately, one of the sad things is that, it, you know, there's a lot of great barbecue out in the South and the West, but predominantly it's, it's all kind of. A lot less than we think there is. Yeah. It's hard to find sometimes. What, good barbecue? Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It's it's few and far between, even down south. You know, even in the most famous of places, it's, well, it's few and far between. Look, the thing about barbecue is that it's, you know, it can be really cheap. <clears throat> I mean, real cheap meat, cheap mm-hmm. wood, cheap everything. You Absolutely. Know? And you see, like, you know, chopped brisket in a shack, and you're like, wow, this is so cheap. And you're, you go, yeah, right. yeah, it is cheap. Right. It this is, is cheap. cheap meat. This and, is cheap and, meat. It's hard to make cheap meat good. Yeah. I mean, I have to say I'm, I'm so excited to see New York really remove the urban barbecue, the urban part of it. Right. It's just barbecue now. Right. I mean, it's really just become such a, a real barbecue town. But I think the defining no characteristic of, of New York barbecue yeah. or, or a lot of city barbecue is the uh, using better ingredients, using better meat. Oh, of course. That's that itself will, will set it apart from ninety five percent of else's out there. Yeah, but then the flip is you hear people can be like, I can't believe New York barbecue so expensive, blah blah blah. Well, blah, right. Blah. Yeah. There's, yeah. It's there's like, also well, there's also rent. Oh well, yeah, and, and also <laughs> ventilation and things right, like all that. All that stuff. You know, Mike Mills, who <clears throat> oh, yeah, is, a, is a barbecue legend, amazing guy, like just absolutely wonderful person. Uh, in his book, Peace, Love, and Barbecue, he talks about getting involved with Danny Meyer and Blue Smoke. And one of the things that at the time, now this is going back, I don't know, 15 years yeah. ago or so, right? Maybe more. Uh, one of the things that he was so surprised at was how they were going to do everything from scratch at Blue Smoke. They were going to make their desserts from scratch. <laughs> and, and this is coming from one of the best guys in, in the business. Right. Really. So there is this, you know method of doing things that has happened for so long and, and unfortunately you know post-world war ii has changed a lot you know made convenience and people took shortcuts and all this stuff and it's nice to see things pushing back the other way finally um but you know again 99 percent of the places you go to even the most legendary places they're taking these shortcuts they're you know they're using store-bought sauce or you know does barbecue go back that far pre-world war ii oh are yeah. you kidding uh, i mean obviously yeah. grilled meat but like barbecue no the way that we think about i mean bar- barbecue look barbecue and, and its roots goes back very far Colonial. but Right, but uh, right. I mean, but the, way, the way we look, the way at, barbecue we look at barbecue today, barbecue. yes, yeah. really goes back to colonial times or just post-colonial. Huh? Yeah, it's it's very old. It was, in fact, it was much more ubiquitous than we think it was, and and, um, and the way we view it today, it was it was done in the north frequently and, and all the time, and for political fundraisers and, and all sorts of different well, things. I know about the beefsteak. Well, be, yeah, right, beefsteak is is a, yeah. another function that that was a, a political fundraiser but yeah. actual barbecues you know if you go back and, and do the research you'll find you know sort of postings in, in newspapers for barbecues in like vermont for like political fundraisers you know where they're doing a you know whole hog or whole cows you know sides of beef at a time yeah give me barbecue give me death right, like that. right. so uh you know i know that at feta salad and it's fine i all really about 
with uh, whiskey, beer, things like that, but you end your book with wine. Right, uh, so there's being a pairing, which I know Carter, you're a huge fan of wine and yeah, I, mean, I love wine, but also like you think of when I think of like Saint Anselm, I'm like, oh wow, this is a steakhouse for people who actually like wine. You know, right. not necessarily. It's not. It's not your classic. Oh, you've got you know your your Bordeaux blends and everything right. like that. Silver you can go and have really fun with it. It's right. one of the quirkiest wine lists anywhere. But oh yeah, definitely in Brooklyn. I am. Um, you know, it's funny. In, in putting that wine list together, I never thought twice about it. It's really a reflection of two things. What I love to drink and also what I think is going to go best with the menu there. Yeah, sure. And I never really thought about it much. And then as as we were open for a while and people started talking about the wine list and writing about it or talking to me about it, it, it they would point out that it's kind of odd. <laughs> wine list. Yeah, you would never think put you'd see like Van Joan in a, <laughs> you, right. you know, on, on, the, on the wine list at a steakhouse. But yeah, it's right. really good, you know. And that's, you know, the way... and. and it, to say it wasn't really done on purpose there was no master plan here but the way things broke down when i opened spite and dival it was very beer focused and, right. and we were doing you know a lot of cured meats that's that's really the thing there um we don't have a proper kitchen there and then feta sal became smoked meats and, and whiskey american whiskey that's the whole focus and great that beer program. and great great, great beer, beer no question but the beer wasn't the yeah, focus no, the whiskey we, have, is, yeah. we have 10 taps nine of which are beer craft beer and that's it there's no other beer what's our 10th tap it's cider mm. There's yeah. always, I always have cider at, on, yeah. on, at some of the, you know at every place in some form or another, um, and then when Anselm opened it was it was grilled meats and wine. Wine became the focus there. It's so awesome. I love Saint Anselm. Nice, thank you. It's if for people who it's it's always funny to see people who go there and like no it's a steakhouse but it's you always got to be like it's not like any other steakhouse you've <laughs> ever seen because people when they think of steakhouse they think of Keens right or Peter Luger. Sure. Awesome. I love those places which but is it's great not that, yeah. but it's not that right. but I'm like I'm like you're gonna get one of the best steaks you'll ever have it's just not going to be a 90 year old waiter <laughs> named gus no it's true <laughs> but yet, i mean like yeah you think i i've sent so many people to say oh yeah like, it's like that, that's the place it's like well where do you want to go like what's the, like the williamsburg restaurant you know oh we have some like switch it up it's like go to st alms nice. get the hanger steak had some of them get the mashed actually potatoes. gotten in to eat <laughs> yeah. well you know you send them early you send them early or then. or you just go and you get on the list you know and then uh you go next door to spoon dival yeah actually my girlfriend was like if you're talking to joe carroll today ask him like if there's like a secret to to, to the two-hour wait nice. uh, i was like i'll work you know, on we it. just started so. this weekend actually we were doing brunch and it was like a brunch menu very yeah. brunchy menu and it was fun putting that together um and we took obviously some components from the normal menu but we just this weekend stopped doing the brunch menu and just started doing our menu that, for good brunch because that's what everyone was asking. That's what everyone's wanting. It's like, yeah. it's like, I got it in Fennessy. Yeah. It's like, you can't get what you came for. Right. But you right. can get poached eggs. You're like, <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Right. Um, well, thank you. Uh, one last question. Sure. Favorite all time grilled summer combo? Meat, drink. What's What What do you like? What's the one thing you, you want to put together? I, I always lean towards seafood yeah. on the grill in the summer. It's just, you know, all the. It's got. It, all the right things it's it's you know it's works great on the grill plus i just love like i tend to eat more seafood in the summer particularly shellfish um i think shellfish mm. works so well on the grill and then man you can go in so many different directions with from like chablis to sauvignon blanc to champagne i mean you really can't go wrong with champagne ever so no no you, you cannot know. well i want to thank you guys for coming by for continuing to add awesome things to williamsburg restaurants and everything. Thanks. Uh, and the book is out on Artisan. Thanks, Patrick, for setting this up. Always a big fan of the PR dudes, the men, the men, and the women behind the show who makes this happen. Who go, right. man, I need a guest, and someone goes, "Do you need someone for this weekend?" 
Um, so Feeding the Fire out on May 12th. That's right. Uh, super pumped. Yeah. Pre-order on Amazon? Of course. I'm assuming so. Yeah. Yes? Absolutely. That a yes? Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, all right. Well, we got the wonderful ladies of Brutal Magazine coming up next, talking about all this amazing stuff. Uh, quick note, I got engaged this week. Super pumped. It was last week, actually. It was last week, Ooh, a week ago. I forgot already. Your, your timing on this whole engagement thing is so weird. So You're the only person I've ever met this, that was looking at, looking at venue contracts before the ring was on the finger. <laughs> Fact. And we just put in our contract on Friday. But anyway, this one goes out to Anna, who I love, and I'm happy that we're engaged here on Snacky Tunes. <laughs>
song so good great show at uh, coachella i think i saw card out in ga the entire time right totally there just deep deep in the mix of you know super just ca- just camping walking around with no shoes super dusty oh my, my god festival beard i saw so many people with no shoes on at coachella and i it's I, disgusting it's so gross <laughs> just just gross oh before i forget uh heritage radio has an awesome kickstarter going on we are rebuilding our new website um, to make it easier to find shows and to spread the love and have more uh, news and have it not look like it was built in 2002. Um, so go to Kickstarter, search Her- Heritage Radio Network. A um, lot of awesome uh, gifts if you support. Um, yeah, we need a new we need a new website. I, heard I don't know. 2002 was kind of like the heyday of the internet for me, so it all went down until dancing, after that. Just, was it Dancing Hamster? Was that what it was? I Flying toasters. Actually, the flying toaster. I haven't thought about that in a minute, but that was that was good. I'm surprised I've never seen someone with a flying toaster tattoo. I'm sure there's out there. I'm sure it's out yeah. there. <laughs> well, I want to welcome two snacky tunes, the lovely women, ladies of Brutal Mag. Yay! Which is Hi. might be Brutal Magazine, which might be the one of the best names for a food magazine. Thank you. Where did you? Yeah. I mean, yes. story behind <laughs> story behind the the name of the magazine. Um, well, we had talked about doing something together for a long time. Um, we didn't know the format or how it would, like, kind of go into play. Um, but then we started talking about doing this magazine, and, um, it was actually, like, one moment. I remember we were, my parents were in town, Mm -hmm. we were sitting on the couch having breakfast, and we were just flicking through like magazines and newspapers and I'm like oh like this is what we're gonna do so I'm like calling John up I'm like dude you have to meet me at the the local coffee store um I have something that I want to like pitch to you so we met up and that was kind of like the start and um brutal the name uh I think we were tossing out a ton of names really and um it was really the only one that felt right yeah um I remember she kind of laughed at it, and then it actually really just dawned on us how how right it was. Yeah, in a way, we had. I mean, I remember one name that was like up up there. For oh a yeah, long what time. was it? Ritual. Mm. <laughs> and it was just so perfect. I think you and chose right. I, I yeah. made the right choice. I think yeah. you chose right. I think ritual. I would have been like. Yeah, exactly, yeah. right? It's a little so, heavy. Little heavy. <laughs> yeah. Like, Brutal for Being Heavy actually has, like, a, a fun place. Yeah. Like, it's energetic. Yeah. and Oh, yeah. yeah. That's exactly what we yeah. want. Yeah. So, for those who are not <laughs> familiar with Brutal Magazine, and there's one issue out, another issue coming out in about two weeks? Yeah. Very soon, yes. Very soon. Um, what is Brutal Magazine? Why? Two-part two, two question. One, three-part question. <laughs> for those who don't know Brutal Magazine, what is it? Why put out an actual physical magazine and what are you saying it's different than any other food magazine right now Oof. answer it in any way you want you go Loaded. on the first one um what was the first one what, what is it oh what, what is, is it? it um brutal is a 
food and art and um, fashion magazine. It's a fun magazine. Um, food is the common thread. I think it will always be um, the main topic, but we um, have other passions that that um, we want to express, and uh, so it's a little bit of it's a little bit of everything. But I think food is what we is our medium and and how we want to have fun with it. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Second question. Second question. <laughs> Physical magazine. Why? Um, that's, a big, that's the biggest question. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, for us it was a discussion to have kind of early on because we were supposed to be just a blog. And then we got really good names. And, you know, I was like, well, this kind of deserves more than just, you know, a blog, another blog. So we uh, scrambled our money together and uh, got 300 copies printed. That's, that's a good number. It's all right. Yeah. It's all right. I mean, I think the we were so naive to like, geez, we can just do this. And then we just had to make it happen, basically. So, um, but I think the question that we get a lot is like, why, like, why are you doing a printed right. magazine? Like, you know, that's just stupid. And uh, I don't think it is. It's just more no. about what content you put out there. I think, you know, print is still relevant. It's just um, what you decide to choose your money on. So, um, yeah, hopefully Brutal can be part of that movement to, you know, kind of make people more aware of what they're actually reading about. Yeah. I, I think uh, magazine culture still exists in the same way that vinyl collecting and seven inch culture. Yeah. Exists. I think there's people who still really support it and love it. Absolutely. And then finally, in such a diluted, crowded marketplace as food magazines, why? Why? What are you saying differently? I think we have a lot of humor. Um, it's a lot of fun with it. Yeah, yeah. I think awesome. fun is the. I mean, not that other magazines are unfun, but I think Ooh. we just do it. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> no, no, I don't think anyone no. was thinking that. I don't think. No, anyone. but I don't want. I don't want to. Fire! You start. Bow, you preface the entire question by saying, "Oh, in a diluted, crowded food I'm, magazine world." I, I, that's no. not negative. It's just um, a lot of people saying a lot of things. <laughs> no, it's just. Uh, it's it's our way. Yeah. Of of expressing how how we have fun with food and and. How do you have fun with food? Well, we, we play around. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I think, you know, we're different because we have um, the visual aesthetics that we choose to have is different. Um, I think it's important for us to not take ourselves too seriously. It yeah. can open up a lot of creative um, paths and collaborations. Um, so I think... For us, it was just kind of because, you know, you have food magazines there and they're doing a great thing, but we can't do the same thing again and think that we're going to, like, top that, you know? What is out there is already there. Yeah. And so we need to, f- we needed to found, like, find our, our own voice in it. So that's how we do it. Um, so how long did it take to put out the first one and then how long is it taking to put out the second one? Mm. Well, we... So we had that talk in April, so pretty much a year ago. And okay. then we... Printed, we had it in our hands printed uh, beginning of August That's of last good. year. That's so. a really good turnaround. <laughs> it's a, really <laughs> good turnaround. It's we, a lot of late nights and weekends. We had the momentum and we just we ran with it. We did it. So the yeah. second one was a, a lot faster then. Actually, yeah. It was uh, a little bit... Well, don't you think? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, you know, like, then you kind of know more about, you know, how long it will take to produce and all that stuff. So we... I think we started producing the first story was like in mid January. Yeah. And then we kind of wrapped it in mid March. Yeah, mid, mid to late March. Yeah. 
But we did so many other like things on the side with this issue, so it took us longer to kind of like make it all sharp and strong. Because yeah. you do events on the side, of, you do events with the magazine as well, right? Yes. A lot of collaborations and events. What's uh, what's your favorite event? What have you done that you really were proud of? Proud of everything. Of course yeah. you're proud of everything, but one that was... <laughs> Um, I think five events. Yeah, I think uh, what I would like to highlight would be the the brutal juice dinner party that we did with David Tannis and Gerardo Gonzalez. Brutal juice just sounds awesome. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. it was awesome. (laughs) If you say that three times, does it appear? Exactly. (laughs) That was a part of our like copy for one of our Instagram promotions. Brutal juice, brutal juice, brutal juice. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. So, what was the event? That was a um, dinner that we had uh, in collaboration with um, Nicholas Morgenstern and um, Gerardo Gonzalez from El Rey and David Tennis. We got this space on Howard Street um, for two nights, and we kind of um, made this jungle thing installation um, on top of the the whole uh, table. And... uh, you know, just went for it with like plants and weird uh, flowers and neon lights. Yeah, and, and then the menu was kind of um, you know also brutal juice. So it was um, you can tell maybe a little bit more about the food. Um, a little bit was uh, I mean David Tannis and and Gerardo collaborated on the menu. Um, they were very um, Mexican themed um, and oriented. Um, the vegan chicharrones from El Rey was on there, which is uh, just incredible. Um, what are they made out of? Nutritional yeast, Whoa. which is Whoa. you know like everybody's in on that right now. And okay, <laughs> yeah, they're delicious. So chicharrones that are good for you. Yeah, down. Yeah, so good for you. Um, totally down. <laughs> so what's the theme for brutal number two? It's called stripped. Okay. And uh, it's all about, you know, stripping it down, what makes sense to the people that we are uh, interviewing, um, kind of like getting things down to the core and talking about real stuff instead of uh, all the fluff and mumbo-jumbo. So, yeah. What's important and what really matters. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you for coming on. Thank you. You have a website, right? Yes. yes. Which is? Brutalmag.com. <laughs> and go. I just yeah. want to say, uh, we have a release party for the second issue in about two weeks. Okay. So well, keep... You guys can come and dance. Yes. yes. And hang out. So check out our Instagram, Brutal Magazine, uh, or our website, or our Facebook. I cannot believe that Brutal Magazine was not taken. Hey, listen, sometimes it's just... Sometimes it's, just, it's, it's so right. It's so right. Yeah, <laughs> everything comes together. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming on. Thanks, Thanks for having us. I'll see you on the dance floor. Awesome. Yes. Uh, we got Annie Hart coming up next, live. Are you ready? Well, I don't have anything, like, plugged in or turned on. Oh, okay. Well, we'll get that sorted.
is gone to see Leave your lonely here With me When you're awful low It's so good. That is 100% Greg the Mind's total sweet spot for music. Um, Annie, welcome back to the Snacky Tunes. Hi. It's so good to see you. It's so nice to see you. And uh, it's so funny because when uh, Radical Dads, who are so awesome, who are also about to drop a kid. Two kids. Two kids. So many play dates. Yeah. Yeah. What? No? They're both mo- They're moving. Oh, they're moving? Robbie's moving to California, and then Chris and Lindsay are moving to New Jersey, so I'm just going to cry. Oh, man. I'm just going to stay home and cry. And Heather's in San Francisco? So Heather's in San Francisco. What, what do I have left in my life? I don't know. Just like a, a handsome husband and two beautiful children. <laughs> and your music? Oh, yeah. And cooking. And cooking. So, so I guess nothing. <laughs> um, welcome back. It's so good to see you. I always love seeing you. But it was funny because I guess you were sitting down when I saw you, and I didn't realize that you're like two weeks from dropping this kid. Yeah. Um, and then when I saw you, I was like, she is very pregnant. Yeah. But like in the most beautiful way possible. Oh, thank you. Um, so welcome. Thanks. So happy. Ditto. Solo project. Solo project. Which was a surprise. It was just on my, I think, I want to say either Facebook feed or Instagram feed or something that uh, I was like, oh, she's doing a song. And I was like, it's a good song. Oh, thank you. Can't stop, won't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. It's like Heather's gone. I, you can't have a trio and downgrade to a duo without betraying the essence of the trio. So you kind of just have to go it alone. You could start a new group called Heather. Heather. Heather moved away. Heather moved away, and I hate it. First song is whatever. <laughs> um, so what? So what's uh, what made you want to do the solo project? Well, it's kind of like I I started playing music because. I just have always been hypnotized by music. I've always been obsessed with just mm-hmm. playing, playing by myself. And I never thought anybody in the whole world would ever want to hear it. And then I've been encouraged over the years to either join bands or were, was literally forced to join my first band. And then, you know, 
I came to this place where why am I going to be alone playing synthesizers? There's more to honor the synthesizers that I've been spending so much money on than anything else. I, fe- I feel like if you have these ideas, you should share them. Yeah. It's like honoring your sushi knife. Oh, yeah. Oh, so I told you about my sushi knife. I went to Kyoto. We were on tour. Ovoa Simone was on tour. I did not know that. Okay, okay go on. And we're in Japan. And I found, so there's this, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's Aritsugu or something. There's like a very famous sushi knife place in Kyoto. But then apparently, that's just like the tourist trap one. But there's this dude who's like 90 years old. Mm -hmm. And I had to take a taxi really far out of town. He is right across from this temple. So I guess a lot of people go there. But he doesn't speak English. And you have to like, he makes these knives. He forges these knives in his backyard and sells them <laughs> to anybody who wants a knife. And you got one. I got one. And it was great because I, I'm mostly vegetarian, so I mostly cut up vegetables and we were drawing pictures and miming. He taught me how to sharpen the knife. You know, I don't know. It was great. And ever since then, I've been obsessed with this knife. Slice. It's so sharp. So sharp. Those cucumbers, so thin. So thin. So thin. Do you want to play a song for us? Yeah. What do you want to play for us first? Um, I guess I'll play Breathing Underwater, Breathing Underwater, even though you already played it at the intro. Yeah, but that was a recorded one. Put a little, put a little live. This is different keyboards. Okay. Um, are you all set up with the microphone and everything? Do I, have to, do I have to do anything? Let me see. Let me just check. Oh, you're good.
Thank you. Thanks. You can talk in that microphone. Yeah. 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 You like my? Oh, uh, Liz is saying no. Oh, Taskmaster oh, wow. Liz. All right, I'm back. Oh my I can goodness. So, how is the writing process now? It's just you without the the trio. I mean, are you like you're like I'm gonna put this this sound here? Well, I gotta say it's it's really hard because I've been so reliant on Heather and Erica to kind of. <laughs> you are so sweet. <laughs> We're just playing musical chairs. There we go. Kind of literally. Um, <laughs> oh, I so like that. <laughs> it, it's it's funny because when when I work with Heather and Erica, I um I have them to rely on about like what sounds good and what doesn't sound good, mm-hmm. and we're all so brutally honest with each other that it makes it really easy to trust them and to trust yourself, but. It's kind of like, oh, this sounds great. Oh, that sounds great. But I did notice that most of my songs have become incredibly simple. Really? Oh, because you're just focusing on just getting it out? Or just like, this sound, this song sound, this sound sounds good. Right. And then you're done. You move yeah. on. You don't have that feedback that people be like, actually, it sounds good, but maybe. Yeah. Plus, there's not six hands. There's only like, I have two hands. And yes, I'll have like 10 tracks of keyboards, but, you know, it's easy. It's easy. This track sounds done. Let's go. <laughs> but Next. then reco- learning dinner time. to learning yeah. to record is really difficult. Oh, when you're by yourself. Yeah, and also dinner time is a problem because my I have my studio in my basement. Yeah. And oh, then the man. kitchen is right upstairs, and so you're just like, oh, I don't really feel like comping. You know, it'd be really great using my new Japanese chef knife. Oh it's yeah, true. <laughs> man. That I mean, it's the same creative process, right? Uh, no. No. <laughs> Not at all. What cooking and uh, making music. music? totally different things well i mean i guess they both require creativity and ingredients okay i'm starting to see the analogy i don't really see it i think it was bad and he's trying to save it oh man. Let's, let's leave the uh let's leave the cooking to the chefs man we have been trying to just draw this analogy between food and music for like seven or eight years okay so you got work- your ingredients okay and if you don't have quality ingredients it's not gonna work out right and if you don't have quality synthesizers you're not gonna make a hot track yeah exactly. but some of the best music i've ever heard has been made on like really bad equipment oh uh, that's true yeah, but but ju- what what constitutes bad? I mean, just like you know, like instruments that people bought at like Walmart or got as gifts, but yet they just did a really great job. Yeah, I'm really just trying to to to, to lay into. Dan's yeah, he's, he's got it. He's, he's got it. It's cool. You're I, not I see buying him. it. I'm no, not totally buying. No, it. I've, had, I've had a lot of like <laughs> amazing meals cooked on like things that I wouldn't want to eat. George Foreman grills. I I've had a lot of not a lot, but I've had a few. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think uh, Thomas Keller uses them at uh, per se, right? Wouldn't know. Really? <laughs> Wouldn't know. I'm just kidding. But, uh, I'm just kidding. But, but, but Timmy down the hall in college, really oh yeah, and he was great. Timmy Keller. Uh, never mind. Um, so the, the the writing process is a little different. Do you enjoy do you do you enjoy the solo process and just like figuring like seeing where your brain takes you uh, with not being edited? I mean, it's it's cool because. I think this the schedule really suits my life. It's like, okay, I have 45 minutes at night now that I have a kid to like get stuff done. So it makes it makes rehearsing and writing a lot more free because I feel like I have this I can just do it without having to run it by anybody, so I can do it on my own time whereas before we would have to schedule something where we would all be around. And we mostly did our writing collabor- collaboratively, so you know, that takes a while. This yeah. is just 
more simple. But I do miss them. Oh, they're amazing women. I know. Yeah. It's weird. It's okay, but... I'm getting used to it. Yeah. You, maybe you can like a, start like a family band, like the Trackenbergs. Do you feel like that's... Tra- I mean, no, I don't know about the Trackenbergs. I don't know them personally, but do you feel like that, that whole concept is kind of like child exploitation? Like, I try not to have Henry on any of my public music, public persona things. I heard Henry actually didn't want to be on your tracks. That's what I read. <laughs> that's what I read in the trade. <laughs> But uh, I feel like it might be like taking advantage. You don't want to do like a blue every track with Henry with the new the new one. No, not really. But you know what Henry is really good for? He he is just as brutally honest as Heather and Erica. Really? Yeah. Like breathing underwater. He loved he wanted to hear it all the time. I was oh, I played I list I looked at my iTunes. I had the demo played like 87 times oh, from wow, playing it lot. in the car for number, him. Number one yeah. with a bullet, right? <laughs> no. Um, but were there other tracks where he's like, mom, no. Yeah, he'll uh, if I play one that's like kind of a downer. He's like, mm, "That's too boring." Ooh, way harsh. I know it's I mean, great kids though. Are, they're uh, honest, though. It's kind of like nice to hear it. It's refreshing. Yeah, I'm uh, really into it. All right, can we hear a track that he likes? Yeah. Okay, what is it? This one doesn't have a name yet. Can can we call it Henry's song? It's about my uh, this guy I was sleeping with in high school. Let's Ooh. not. Let's definitely not call. <laughs> let's definitely not call it Henry's song. Um, okay. Well, this this one goes to. Uh, do you want to say his name? No. No. Well, I, he was cheating on his girlfriend. You were. Henry, he was like, "If you sleep with me, I'm gonna totally break up with her and go out with you." And then I did, and then he didn't. But we still kept on sleeping together. Still friends. No. Godfather. Oh. <laughs> Henry's Godfather. <laughs> no. Uh, here we go. Annie Hart again live here on Snacky Tunes. <laughs>
Awesome. Very nice. Oh, yeah. So, what's the plan? EP? LP? Double I don't know. What are you supposed to do? I don't... I'm, I don't... I've, I what? put out two EPs in my entire life, and they both... No one ever listened to them, so... Yeah. I, so, are you supposed to, like, hire a publicist and print it and everything? I, you, you're the one with a successful music career. That's true. Okay. I guess I do know what you, know you do. You know what you did. It, the, you got flown all over the world to play your music. Yeah. So, you know... And paid. And not paid. just the flight. And free food. Oh, my God. Oh my god, guys! You have what to go on doing? tour. Oh, oh you were yeah, going on geez. tour. We saw you on tour. Yeah, saw you several on... times. Yeah, and then you can also make salads in the bathroom in the dark. Oh yeah, you that remember story. that story? Oh, that story is so good. You can listen. That's that's uh, from the last episode with um, Salad for President. Oh yeah, that was. I still do that, and you know, I started taking photos of my hotel salads. It's on my Instagram, Annie Hart for sure. You can see some of my hotel. Annie salads. for sure. It's it's a good it's a good gram. The gram game's good. I was pretty wasted when I came up with it. So thanks. Uh, Whatever like, works Yeah it's Whatever's clever As <laughs> I say um, I don't know You put an EP out I mean you're about to have another kid So touring is going to be Yeah I, I, But also I've, I haven't played any concerts yet By myself And I think it's kind of I'm, I'm, I want to have Like kind of an art Element to it Because I'm so used to having Heather and Erica with me Where I'm like Oh you... nobody's watching me So I can just be happy oh, And be relaxed come on <laughs> No one's watching you. But you can, like, get into that mindset. Uh, okay, Karen's watching. I'm watching you. <laughs> like, not in that way. I'm like, oh, I'm so proud of her. She's doing so well. Oh, I yeah. was thinking, oh, I'm li- I missed my cue for the song. What There's song? a police song about that. Oh. But anyway. Yeah. Or, yeah. There's a lot of songs about watching people. <laughs> like Private Eyes. <laughs> yeah. I hung out with my mom the other morning just in, like, Hall & Oates. It was pretty nice. Okay, so I have this thing with Hall & Oates where until I was maybe 21, I thought their name was Hauling Oats. Oh, my God. Right? And then I, found, and then I like, bought my first Hall & Oates thing, and I was like, oh, it's Hall & Oates. And oh. then, you know, I just discovered my friend sent me this link. She remembers this story because she thought I was so stupid. And then she sent me the thing. There's a Hall & Oates granola company that's getting sued as of last month by Hall & Oates. That's so good. Somebody else had that idea. It's not just me. There's a thing called call notes, which is a a call number where you can call and they like press one, private eyes, press two, like true. rich girl. Yeah. That's just, like the they might be giant style of song. Oh yeah. Yeah. St- stuff when yeah, it's like, oh, they got a touchdown phone, what can we do? Yeah. I wish I had a Now if only call-in. now if only I had songs on demand. I wish that technology still existed. What do you, did you listen to? Some, wait a second. What? I'm, I'm making jokes. <laughs> like, what? The jokes are so bad. You don't You're on know. fire today. Yeah, on fire. But maybe that's what I should do with the music. Yeah, that'd be a fun art project. Yeah. I'll call this number to listen to, to the track. Yeah. Yeah, and then I could just put up demos. Yeah. And then it's not as permanent as like SoundCloud or whatever. I don't know. Spotify. It's true. Or, or you can just have Henry uh, like them up to the top. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um... So you're going to keep recording demos. Yeah. You're going to put out the second child. Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Thanks. And then maybe tour, EP, something like that. Yeah. Maybe, I think I'm going to play some shows in New York. I mean, I have a bunch of friends who own really cool venues. So I, I'm i going to have my friend kind of do some kind of overhead art projection cool. while I play. And I'm going to bring all my good, my best synthesizers, which I've been told by synthesizer lovers that you I'm forbidden from bringing out of the house. Oh, really? Yeah, these synths I'm playing today are great synths. And talk about garbage. One of them is kind of a student start slash child model. Um, <laughs> My very first synth. <laughs> um, but 
I got some other really fancy synths that I think deserve to be showcased. And you're not supposed to take them out of the house? No, I mean, they're so delicate. They're the kind of thing that are made for studios. Like, I bet Genesis wouldn't even tour with them. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Are those fighting words? I don't know. Phil Collins. I mean, Phil. Look, Phil's going to do what Phil's going to do. You know <laughs> what I mean? Of sense at home. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, where can people go to SoundCloud? Oh yeah, it's SoundCloud slash Annie hyphen Hart. There's other Annie Hearts out there that are not me. Imitations not to be trusted. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how do we know it's you? How do you know it's me? Uh, there's a picture of me with sunglasses. Okay. Cool mom. Super cool mom. Super cool mom. Man, that wedding having a, a backyard. Yeah, there's a crazy awesome wedding going on. No, that back. was my applause button for super cool mom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, no, they were they they're with you. They like totally agree. It's all family all the time. They did a right um, acapella version of "Don't Stop Believing," which, uh, <laughs> yeah. All right, let's wrap. They it. also yeah. sang, didn't they also sing um, Gloria in Excelsis Deo? When I walked in, they were singing uh, like Christmas carols. Maybe they were doing. They were doing the, all the Jewish wedding songs. Hey man, out there. it's your wedding is it's whatever you want to do. Yeah, yeah. It will be yours religion. next March twenty seventh. Oh, uh, I'm gonna just plan it around. Just uh, do I get to go to your wedding, dude? Ooh. You're gonna come to the bachelor party. I actually, that's true. I was I was speaking to somebody. I actually met. I was. I have a friend who the other day was. He got to go to a bachelor party, but he wasn't invited to that guy's wedding. That doesn't make any sense. It made he, no he, sense. To he me. Mu- he must have really fucked up during the bachelor party yeah. i think the, yeah I, no like, no i don't no no i don't i don't think it was ever part of the plan i just thought that was really strange essentially what i've learned that if you invite anyone to the pre-wedding events uh yeah you have to invite party, them to the big party, deal they got to come the to the main big, event yeah to the main event yes ah uh, i want to know what that was i'll what tell that? you a little bit more about it offline oh, okay wow um no you'll be coming and there's Great. an engagement uh, party we're gonna go to montreal it'll be fun i'm I can't imagine what going to Montreal with you might be like. Yes, you can, because we did it, and it was delicious, deliciously decadent, if you yeah, will. Yeah, it was crazy. Putin was, forever. I, it was the, the craziest blizzard I've ever experienced. We we got we drove into Montreal the day after the largest snow... F- Single snowfall. And ever. for Montreal, that's a lot. Wait, so it happened the day after? No, the day, we went. drove in yeah. the day before. Oh, the day before. Yeah. And we were driving around, and we eventually just had to shovel out a parking spot. We, we 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 were like driving. We got in like one at night, and we went and got like uh, God, so much shoveling dozen snow hot, that weekend. Dozen hot uh, yeah. San Vitor bagels, and then Ooh, just, yeah, yeah. We were living. We, the place we had was uh, equidistant from uh, Fairmont San Vitor. Oh my God! I used to live like right around in that area. Very lucky. Very lucky. Yeah, I know. And we would just every day try out each different bagel I and decide which one is our favorite but Let's I can't see, today remember. I'll have a sesame and then tomorrow I'll have a sesame and then the day after that I'll have a sesame <laughs> and uh, they're so small it's like you can just eat as many as you want oh yeah they don't no. even count as bagels no not like these behemoth New York ones no uh, we don't have enough time to talk about New York bagels we can do a whole Montreal edition of this show one um, day yeah you know oh, what I'm God. looking for in New York hot pretzels when are we going to oh. start the gourmet hot pretzel brigade um I don't know I think people still are bummed on carbs Right? No. No? I don't know. I think there's a carb backlash. I don't know. A hot pretzel pretzel and mustard bar would be phenomenal. It's true. Doing sandwiches. They used to ever go to Philly and they have like sort of like the figure eight pretzels and you cut those in half and you make that. That's your bread for a sandwich. 
No. Did I just explode your mind? You know, everybody's always like, oh, Philly's the next Williamsburg. And now I'm not kind true. of... Not true. Right. Well, obviously it's Thank not true. God. But now, but don't you aren't you like intrigued a little by Philly? I grew up in I Philly. I love Philly. Oh, you I love grew up Philly. in Philly. I love it. Philly's wonderful. It's no sixth borough. <laughs> well, we know the, the New York Times keeps telling me keeps all telling day, me. every day that the sixth borough is Los Angeles. Yeah. Oh yes. So yeah. there was another article today about New Yorkers saw, packing up and going I saw to Los that. Angeles. But Who you know does what? that? Who packs up and moves to LA? All my friends because I don't I'm know. Like, maybe maybe you jerk. <laughs> Whatever. Have fun. Take your beard out there. Take yeah. your beard out there. Go say hi to everybody. I'm always like, oh, I haven't seen you in a couple months. Let's hang out. Oh, I'm in LA. If I sh- if you, you have uh, full permission to punch me in the face of Travis and I by matching fedoras. <gasps> I'm just, I'm not gonna punch you in the face. Whatever. <laughs> You know, it's, just have fun. Just have fun. Have fun in that fedora. Maybe I'll get a bucket hat. I don't know. So many options. You're definitely getting cargo pants. <laughs> Wear oh. a KFC button. Yeah, definitely getting some cargo, cargo shorts. And some Tevas. Oh, yeah. You so, Guess what? My toes are going to get so tan out there. <laughs> Such a jerk. Um, all right. Well, we have time for one more song. Oh, really? Do you not want to play one more song? I mean, I could. Well, you're not It's kind of a downer song. That's fine. Is that okay? Yeah. We'll just tell Henry not to listen. <laughs> um, I want to thank you. Thank you to Brutal Mag, Joe and Nick, Feet in the Fire. And on May 12th, we return for our eighth season of the Barbecue Blowout. We have the wonderful boys of Greenpoint Fish and Lobster Co. Shout out, Adam and Vinny. Shout out to those two guys doing grilled fish tacos with Gustavo Salsa. And Gustavo is going to be on Snacky Tunes next week. And we have the wonderful men of Turing Machine, uh, Justin and Scott, throw into the decks down. It's, like a tradition. It's, really, it's the kickoff to summer. It's the kickoff to summer, May, May 12th. Ticket sales are actually really awesome. So they you, should be. You can I go to totally Heritage Radio, Radio, Radio Network.org and look for the Barbecue Blowout poster. Um, or if you go to BBQ Blowout May t- 2015.eventbrite.com. No one's <laughs> going to remember that. <laughs> Just go to heritagenetwork.org and you can see the poster. Liz is, Liz is thumbs up to that. Shaking her head at, at the. Other stuff. Um, She's really just like the, the oh man. master today. She's just, she was like, wait, if I just speak to them with a the voice of authority, they're going to do whatever I say. We're like, yes, Liz. I'm sorry, Liz. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. What? Oh, my God. Psyching me out. Uh, well, Annie, thank you so much. Carter, thank you as always. Pleasure. Shout out to the fam. Shout out to Anna. Uh, we'll see you next week and uh, enjoy the summer. Here we go.
Listening to this program on heritageradionetwork.org. You can find all of our archive programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can email us questions anytime at info at heritageradionetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a 501c3 nonprofit. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.